0: anything that's in the predefined entities which map pretty closely to your pardon me standard stuff i had a chili burger for lunch and (laughs) oh uh, yikes oh yeah Welcome everybody to another episode of the Cloud Whisperers. I'm David Broussard, and I am Brian Cheatham. Brian, how are you doing today, man? It's Long time no talk.
1: Yeah, no, it's been a few weeks, right? <laughs> eh, two, I think two exactly. <laughs> two, yes, two, two, two exactly <laughs> to to the to the minute almost. Almost to the minute, yeah. So what have you, you been know, up I... to lately, Brian?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, hey. I, I I went too soon. I, was no, more that's
1: okay. I was just I was just saying, you know, what's 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 amazing, man, is I I. What I, the thing that I love a lot about what we do too is just us catching up before we actually start oh, heck the yeah. podcast. Yeah. And as you were saying before, sometimes we get some outtakes and all that out of that, so it's a <laughs> it's extra <laughs> juice for you folks out there to laugh at it, it more more than likely me. Um,
0: oh, I don't know. Recent- I thought I thought that last one with my wife was absolutely hilarious.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I will
0: tell true. you that enchilada casserole was delicious.
1: <laughs> that's great
0: <laughs>
1: I, I was hungry for for about an hour after that by the way just then you know oh
0: uh, yeah someday we'll have we'll have to like uh share some recipes and stuff like that yeah. uh
1: ship it over here via uber or something you know or, oh,
0: yeah i can i can uh, tell you about my my famous four meat four pepper four bean chili that is oh, some good nice.
1: stuff right there
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: it sounds like a, a potty break waiting to happen
0: well it is it is good stuff but it does have uh, as i'm getting older it does start to have its drawbacks <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: its drawbacks <laughs> yeah mostly
0: mostly heartburn mostly heartburn but mostly uh
1: heartburn.
0: yeah i mean i i do take my prilosec otc every day to make sure that i can actually eat food and not sit up all night going oh i didn't i shouldn't have eaten that
1: <laughs> yeah, so long as it's not zantac you're good
0: yeah, yeah, or Zyrtec, or whatever, whatever the tech is. Yeah, just
1: no techs, no techs.
0: No techs, no techs. So, Brian, what have you been up to lately?
1: Well, speaking of tech, <laughs> <laughs> we are high tech here in the backyard uh, with uh, Mr. Cheatham at the Cheatham household. Mm-hmm. We talked about my fence repair. Part of my fence repair involved a Basically a four by four that's rotted out.
0: Yeah, I remember you mentioned so, the rotted out four by four.
1: Yeah, so it's a rotted out four by four, and um, I was trying to figure out a way to anchor that to the ground. Okay. So I ended up finding a. It literally is a huge screw. Okay. Like it's a it's a screw that's probably you know five inches around or something like that. Wow. And it looks like it's threaded it mm-hmm. literally is threaded and then it has a pipe that you can put through the top of it so you can twist it okay so imagine being in stone oak rocky and and digging down digging mm-hmm. down not digging too wide of a hole to where you have you know it's kind of like drilling a hole in wood for your screw but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're digging into the ground yeah well i was digging into the ground mm-hmm. i knew exactly where the sprinkler pipe was because I saw it uh further down the line and I kind of mapped it out and I drew a line and I and I just kind of used my <laughs> my you know I just used my arm to line it up and I was like okay well it's got to go that way because that's where the rest of the pipes go well or
0: so you thought
1: or so I thought so mm. it actually bent inside a little bit and came around the area that I was digging and literally like within half an inch. So I'm using a pickaxe, right? I'm using a (laughs) pickaxe, and I keep hitting stone. We live in Stone Oak. Um, Yep. I hit something that was white, and it crumbled on me, and I was like, oh, I hit more stone. No, it was the sprinkler system pipe. (laughs) So I had to dig up about... I'd say 25, 35 feet. I actually posted the photo on Facebook. And the problem was, is that pipe was already exposed on the top surface because out here in Stone Oak, I mean, we basically live on a Hill. So all the dirt, when the rain comes in, basically just runs away. Yeah. And your left with just the limestone.
0: There's a reason why nobody built houses there. Right. Okay. (laughs) Nobody built houses there because it's, a big limestone mountain.
1: Well, I don't have to worry about my foundation shifting, I guess, you know, I mean, no,
0: well, good, good for good, good uh, on you for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, I guess maybe sh- I should just dig up all the dirt. So I just have nothing but limestone out there and I can say, Hey, look at the, you know, the hill. <laughs> You're escaped. <laughs> um, so yeah, I ended up hitting the thing and I had to dig up and I literally, you know, digging along with this pickaxe, the other side of the pickaxe this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm hitting rocks along the way. And I kid you not, man, I kid you not. I ran into a rock that was about a foot and a half long and probably about eight inches wide. I mean, I couldn't even pick this thing up by the time I dug it out and it was right along the way where I was, the pipe was going to lay. So, so I ended up going to home Depot. I spent, I think 25 bucks, but you know, it took me most of the afternoon. So if you figure, my labor, rate, cost. uh, yep. labor costs and all that sort of stuff or whatever. So it's about 30, about 30 bucks total then, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still sore.
0: Don't uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I I, should not laugh. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I, I also am sore. Uh, I seem to have injured my shoulder and um, finally, finally it got bad enough that uh, I was convinced to go see the doctor. To see if we could do something about it because basically yeah. if i try to lift up and go back it just hurts really bad and uh so now it looks like i'll end up having to get an mri because the doctor's thinking that i have a either a torn or a tweaked rotator oh, cuff dude. um so luckily it it probably won't mean surgery it probably just right. means they get to give me a steroid shot and I think my response now is, well, why do I got to go pay a bunch of money for an MRI if you're just going to give me a steroid shot afterwards? Why don't you just give me the, give me the steroid shot and let's call it a day? But, uh, yeah. And in fact, I had to have, I had to have an x ray because the insurance company requires you to have an x ray before they'll give you the pay for the MRI. So I'm like, well, I mean, could we just have give, given me the steroid shot <laughs> right at the, the first day I was there at the office at this point? It just seems like craziness. But um, hey, that's yeah. modern medicine, right?
1: Yeah, modern medicine—they got to make their money, right? Dentists are the same way. It's like oh, we got to do this first, and then you come in six weeks later. We're going to do this, and no, no, no. by the way, each of these visits is going to cost this. It's like uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just yeah. pull the tooth? Let's just pull it. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I've done that, and it's not very much fun either. So, or yeah, or no. cheap. It that was like that was like three hundred eighty dollars out of pocket, and the insurance paid another four or five hundred of that. So That's yeah,
1: crazy.
0: yeah, not not fun at all.
1: Well, it gets tires. You know, know, I'm
0: I'm thinking of I'm thinking now of like the old Three Stooges where they would tie tie a string around Curly's and then they would try to like you know slam the door and the doorknob would come off and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think we're I think we're we're probably lucky in that regard. But but you know enough about like you know, sore rocks and, and shoulders and and teeth and stuff like that. Let's talk about something fun today, Brian. <laughs> Let's
1: talk about something fun. That's right. Yeah,
0: and, and maybe, maybe, maybe technological at the same time. I don't know. Right.
1: Something so, that we actually know something about, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, you know, hey,
0: and and for those of you that remember, uh, when we did the when I when I presented at the Microsoft 365 um, virtual marathon last year, um, I talked about power virtual agents. And power virtual agents are Microsoft's way of handling Um, chatbots, right? And so basically it's a chat, it's a no code chatbot solution. So you can go out and create chatbots and you don't have to know any coding. You can, you can give this to a power user and they can go ahead and build relatively complex chatbots that ask questions and route things around. And it's actually really pretty cool. Well, the problem with Power Virtual Agents was, you know, it started at a thousand bucks a month. Uh, which for a small organization, even for a large organization, you're going to say, I want you to spend $12,000 on this. And they're like, huh, well, that's not really a lot of money, but am I really getting my money's worth out of this whole thing? So one of the things that Microsoft finally realized was, you know, a lot of people want to use these internally um, as opposed to externally. They don't want to go out and, and do this externally because externally that, that still requires you to do, um, to do all of that stuff, right? Right. But internal use, well, it's Microsoft a
1: custom at that point.
0: It it is, but you know you you can think of I mean, when I think of, of using a chatbot, I can think of a dozen internal solutions for my organization and I'm sure Brian you're the same way. You know, yeah. things like, you know, asking questions about HR, you know, Poly. asking, you yep. know, yeah, yeah, or asking but I mean, I think of it other ways is like I want to provision a site Right. Can I go out and 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 use a natural language interface to ask somebody questions and say, give me the name of the site. Give me what you want it to be. You know, take take somebody through the process of asking him a couple of questions and then say, okay, I'm ready to build your team for you. Right. Because I can build the team with Microsoft Flow. I can build the SharePoint site with Microsoft Flow. I can do all of those things with Microsoft Flow and PVA interfaces with Microsoft Flow. But is that worth a thousand dollars a month? Probably not. Right. Um, but what Microsoft did was recently, is they said, hey, you know, just like they did with Dataverse, right, which is the, the common data service, they're making it available inside of Microsoft Teams yeah,
1: and, awesome. and,
0: it, and it's included with your license, right? So as long as you recognize that I'm going to build a model and a model driven app and run it inside of Microsoft Teams, I can go and build stuff and use the dataverse and I can design my own custom entities and stuff like that. But at the same time, I can now go out and actually create chat bots. And as long as those chat bots are only hosted inside of Microsoft 365, right? Right. Um, I mean, and specifically inside of teams, right? Then they don't actually cost anything, which is really a pretty cool concept So all, yeah. And so all you've got to do is, and and by the way, what I tested with this, I thought, well, okay, you know, do you need to have an E5 license? No. Can you, you can do it with an E3 license. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I can do it with an E3 license. Um, And then I got to thinking today when we were talking right before the, right before the session, I said, well, wait a second. My home tenant is business licenses, not even business premium. I'm paying the five bucks a month, right? Uh, Guess what? I could add power virtual agents to my home tenant of which I've got three licenses, right? Of that cost me 15 bucks a month or 18 bucks a month or whatever it is, some minuscule amount of money that I'm paying. right? Yeah. So that means that it doesn't really matter whether you're using business licenses or enterprise licenses, how big or small your company is, you can actually start creating natural language chat bots and using them inside of your organization. So yeah. So here's the example that that I was playing around with earlier today. Um, I want to go out and, and have a place where somebody can ask a question, right? And uh, they want and, and so some of the questions I've got specific answers for, like what are my, what are your office hours? You know, how do I contact such and such? But if that question is more complex, then I can get the standard responses back for. Well, what I did and what we did in this situation is we took that question from the user and we passed it directly and posted it to a channel inside of Microsoft Teams. And so now somebody goes out there and says, well, I have this question. You type in, they, they type in what their question is, and then basically the flow goes and posts it to a Microsoft Teams channel. And that Microsoft Teams channel actually allows that person to go ahead and, and, and see that. And then they're, now they're responsible at that point in time for contacting back the original person, right? Okay. So you you need to make sure, for example, that you grab the identity of the person, which by the way, in a normally in a power virtual app requires you to have them log in. But if you're doing power virtual apps in teams, we know the identity of the person right because they're already logged into my tenant and so right. i can sit there and say hey brian cheatham's got a question right about such and such you know as my subject of my post to my channel and then bam here's my response or alternatively i could even post an adaptive card into um into with flow into a team and then the person could click buttons in the adaptive card and have the flow pick that up and do something else with it like Send the person an email or schedule a meeting or do anything like that. So the
1: possibilities are really pretty awesome there. Yeah, no, and it's, you know, thinking about it, it, the way that I typically think about Power Automate and those, you know, whenever you're talking about Power Automate or something like that, just in its basic sense, I think of a SharePoint list, right? And in doing something against a SharePoint list or a document library or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, what you're talking about now is actually being able to be inside Teams and access a completely different data model, to do everything with inside Teams, and, and then spit something back out somewhere um, with the same type of interface that as Power Automate, right? I mean,
0: well, and using, exactly using the same because. Thing. Power Automate is incredibly powerful. And from there, I can do so many other things. Yep. You know, yeah. I, I I can do things along the lines of. Recently, I was playing around with bookings. I don't know if you've messed around with bookings or not. Mm, uh, bookings is a really powerful tool. But I mean, you you can think of what bookings is able to do is 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 publish a schedule and, and let people have a place. Well, you can do the same thing here. I could say I want to I want to schedule a, an, a a counseling session with somebody, right? You know, and, or internal counseling. I want I want to schedule my one on one. I want to schedule whatever. I, I need to meet with an HR specialist, right? Uh, Something internal to your company, right? We could take that, pass it off to Flow, right? To Power Automate. It could then go out and check people's schedules based upon different things. And remember, I can interface with SharePoint lists at that point from inside of Flow. So once I go out there and say, hey, I want to talk to somebody in HR about, you know, Um, I need to make a change to my benefits, right? Well, I could go out and say, well, let me look at the SharePoint list. And say, oh, you said HR benefits. Let me find this person. This is the person I want to talk to. Now, let me look at their calendar. Let me find an open time with your calendar. And then let me schedule a meeting for you, right? Yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, what's cool about it is, in Power virtual agents, when you actually go and, and build these things, you can do a lot of cool things just inside of the individual agents, um, where, where it's going to, it's going to use, you know, natural language and figure things out. So as an example, you know, I, I wrote this bot, it, it's called the, 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 the bartender bot. And I just tell it I'm thirsty, right? So now the actual keyword is thirsty, right? But i could or drink or water or beer or something like that but that you could put that into a long sentence you know i'm i'm very parched i think i actually tried that i'm very parched um actually picked that picked that up as and, and it, it parched that out and recognized that parched was one of the words and then it comes back oh, and wow. says well hey hey i can serve you a yeah. drink but only if you're over 21 years of age how old are you and i can say uh, i'm 52 right? But you notice as I'm typing this, Brian, I'm actually typing out the words 52, 52. right? Yeah. And it says, great. Um, and, and now I've recognized that you're an adult, okay? Um, and so uh, it, 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 it takes me down a different path than if I typed in a number. So it's not just typing in a number. I can actually type in, you know, some actual things, right, that make it, make it actually work really cool. Yeah. So, I like that and then and then you once again interface it I can I can ask questions gather gather variables store them and pass them off to a flow and then come back and and just really use those variables in other locations right so right. it's 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 really cool there's an awful lot to it and gosh it's hard to argue with the price right sure. when I first started looking at these power virtual agents I was so excited about them but I couldn't find anybody that was willing to actually allow allow us to use them, right? Because nobody wanted to spend the money. And even though we could, we could find a half a dozen internal applications for them, right? Nobody wanted to use them. Now, it's a lot easier. Do you have Teams? Oh, you're using Teams? Great, you have Power Virtual Agents now. Let's yeah. go out and create a Power Virtual Agent. And hey, you could interface this with Dataverse, right? Because now my flows that I'm creating... That can get I can use Dataverse inside of Teams and Power Power Apps inside of Teams and the Power Platform inside of Teams, which includes Power Automate. Now I can actually have custom entities I could be talking to if I really needed to. Yeah,
1: so in this remote workforce so, that we're in now, I mean it's it's perfect for for smaller businesses too. I mean that's exactly it's spectacular um to be able to go in and and it's it's kind of a combination between for those of you that haven't seen it before, it's kind of it looks like a, a combination between power automate and in in, in, a, in a chat bot you know that you would yeah. just an application that you would get but just imagine having logic and everything there in the power automate to be able or the flow in the power automate to be able to use that within a bot that's that's pretty cool that's pretty well cool and stuff. remember
0: once once
1: once I make my
0: linkage over to flow I could start consuming other cognitive services. Right. Right. Because of all like, the connectors. Exactly. Because of all the connectors at that point in time. Yeah. But but even at a very basic part, you know, I can publish things like, you know, hey, here's the list of holidays for this year. Right. Somebody wants to know what that is. They could simply go out there and say, what are the holidays for this year? And it's listening. Yeah. And when it finds a t- when it finds one of those, t- the bot has it can have a series of topics. Each topic can have its own trigger phrases. So you could re- create one bot and then it could have lots of topics it could talk about. You know, right. it could talk about benefits. It could talk about vacation. It could talk about, you know, um, uh, help desk tickets, all kinds of things. That's another great way of doing things is I need to open help desk ticket. I have a problem. Well, great. Let me, let me, let me, what's your problem? Let me see if I can find that in my FAQ list. If I can't find it in my FAQ list, then let me, let's open a ticket, right? And how often do we see that anyway? If you've put in a support ticket to Microsoft, what's the first thing they make you do now? They make you describe your problem, and then they say, "Hey, yeah. do one of these? Do one of these answer it?" And you always go, "No," because I've already read those, and right. <laughs> that did not answer my problem. And then you say, "Okay, yeah. we'll open a ticket now," because some people haven't gone out and found those things, right? They don't know how to. They don't know how to how to use Bing and go and find find you know uh, articles and stuff like that. So. So
1: you're saying Power Virtual Agents came from Microsoft Support?
0: Uh, you know, it might have actually. You, you <laughs> never a very good know. possibility. You, know, you never possible. know, but, but now we can leverage that inside of our own organizations.
1: Yeah, I know. It's, so. I mean, what you displayed to me just now and in, in seeing it actually live, um, mm-hmm. very, very powerful stuff. Cause you think about like a bot that you would go out and get, I mean, I think everybody's familiar with, um, what is it called? Uh, I think it's called who is it called who, or um, what's that? Well, there, there, there,
0: There is a who bot that Microsoft released that lets you ask questions about who knows about blah. And yeah. it looks at the user profiles and then comes back and tells you about them.
1: I think that's a perfect example of, of something that you could take and build on your own using these power virtual agents. Um, yeah. You know, you, but you build it based on what your business is, right? Rather than just saying, "Hey, who has this answer?" You know, you could really build the business logic that you need for your company uh, into that bot. And what a better time to have something like that than in the times that we're in right now with remote workforce and all that? So it's good oh, stuff. Oh yeah, exactly. Very good stuff. So,
0: yeah, that's. I mean, it's it it it's cool stuff. It's it's neat how this stuff works. And like I said, once again free and and if that doesn't convince you you should try to go ahead and do it that is actually you know i i don't don't see how how you could pass that kind of thing up right well and
1: power power automate too i mean there's just just so many things you can do with that um just outside of teams and all that too but this stuff is is nice because again it's that concept of staying with inside the team's interface and and doing all that within the team's interface I don't have to exit and go to another application, right? I'm within Teams, I do all of it right there. Exactly. Um, I do the development there and I also do the, you know, I have the end user experience there too. So now I will, I will
0: say one thing about doing, trying to do Power Virtual Agents inside of Microsoft Teams, use the web browser.
1: Okay. As opposed a web to the desktop browser.
0: client, and I'll just tell you why. It's because it's it's single threaded, right? Everything in Teams yeah. tends to be single threaded. You don't do a lot of multitasking. Well, when you're building Power Virtual Agents, you're multitasking a lot
1: because <laughs> right. you're
0: trying to access back to different documents and stuff like that. So I just found the first thing I found was just run it in the web browser okay. because you're gonna need, you're gonna need to be able to work inside of it.
1: Yeah, so. I need to put one together. I've been doing a lot of stuff with Power Automate, and uh, mm-hmm. I was a big I, I was. I did a lot with SharePoint Designer and InfoPath and all that back in the day, and I've really been kind of getting into Power Automate. Um, you know, I, I follow some of Reza's stuff too. You know, and I look at what he's been doing, and it's uh, it's very powerful. Oh what yeah, you can yeah. do with that. And you know, we were talking about the you know the CDS, which is now the the DataVerse. Mm-hmm. You, you told me about um, from a data perspective and having access to that model and and going all the way down to the application with excel and being able to do different things uh, that that just it just blows my mind the capabilities and, and that we have heck, you can even do yeah. some of
0: that stuff with a power virtual agent now where cuz flow will interface with an excel table yep right once yeah. it knows where, no, once it knows where an excel workbook is stored it can interface with data inside of that and so you could read from a table or write to a table and add information if you really wanted to or Very to a SharePoint cool. list, or anything like that. So
1: yeah, and really use cool any stuff. of the connectors that are built in to Office 365 exactly. Exactly. and the uh, services and applications. And if you're
0: willing to, to spend, if you're willing yeah. to spend, you know, to buy the one premium license for Power Automate, you can start doing HTTP calls, and that means you can call REST APIs, and you right. can talk to and you can talk to on-premise SQL and Oracle servers and things like that. Yeah, so
1: Salesforce and all kinds yeah, of stuff. right? yeah, yeah.
0: that's amazing think, stuff.
1: It really yeah. is. Oh, man. Yeah, I think the example that I always use is, you know, from a Salesforce or something like that is think about when a lead, you know, if you're in sales, when a lead Mm -hmm. changes a status, you know, from, uh, hey, we just opened this as a lead and now it's a qualified lead. So as soon as it becomes a qualified lead, you know, we're going to send a message because something changed in Salesforce. Now we're going to send a message to teams and we're going to update a table or, or do something and and think about these power virtual agents and being able to plug in from that perspective. I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing stuff. Well, and, and a lot, think of, of, a lot it of power for, that you get for a little bit of money per month, right? Yeah. Or,
0: or no money per month. But I mean, even, even then, you know, think about how in the past we've always done that by sending emails back and forth. Right. Yep. We, we, we notify everybody by emails. We send emails all the time because it's the ubiquitous targeted communication. Right. But the average information worker gets 300 emails a day. They don't see a lot of them because they're spam, and they get caught by EOP and things like that. But that's still a lot of emails that you've got to wade through. It, especially if a bunch, of, especially if you're in IT, a whole bunch of those emails are the system did this, so and so check this in, so and so check that out. Right? If you yeah. could get rid of some of that stuff and instead post it to a channel, right, where you know it becomes more, it becomes more contextual with the job that you're actually doing. That can actually be considerably more useful and, and more direct and and, and give uh, quicker response times. So, so que-
1: question for you.
0: Okay. Answer for you. Let's see if they <laughs> match.
1: <laughs> so when was the RFC, the original RFC, released for SMTP protocol? Oh
0: lordy. It was in the when was the
1: when was the original RFC Released for SMTP protocol. It was in the late 70s, wasn't it? It was 1982. Oh, I was so close. We've been living I in this so email close. nightmare, folks, since 1982. Well,
0: I got my first email when I was in college, and it was on a IBM 370 series mainframe.
1: Yeah, Mama's
0: I vax. had vax. <laughs> yep. Well, oh god, vax. That's a that's a yeah, nasty yeah. word right that's there. But bad, yeah, we had word. we had IBM 370 series mainframes and I had an email address um and uh I remember I remember this idea of being able to communicate with students all over the United States mm-hmm. via email and via some other messaging software that ran on the 370 series mainframe. Uh that was actually yeah. pretty darn cool. And now I want to get off of email and I wanna I just wanna do everything in Teams. And guess what? Microsoft is making that even more likely and possible as we move
1: Absolutely. forward. Absolutely. Well, and it's a culture thing too, right? You've got to drive the, the company culture that way. And 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 we say it all the time, right? Uh, you, you, you're just storing that stuff in email and you're, you're creating a monster in the background. Um, you know, and,
0: and, and people companies don't are realize afraid that. to get away from it. People are afraid to get away from email. Right. However, what we found is, and I found this in working with customers, right. Is that once people actually start using teams, they don't want to go back to email again, Yep. you know, because, because email is much more disruptive to their work than teams are. People will sit there and, and, and work inside of teams and love it because when they are answering a question, it's contextual, it's, and it, and it's to what they're, to, to, to the topic. They know they know exactly what the topic is. You know, right. if, if it's part of project a, if it's part of the, you know, request for support from HR, right. I, I, or request for support in it, I know exactly what that stuff is and I can go look at it and I, and, and I, and my mental state will be, will be, will be what that is. And so it's easier to read a bunch of those. Whereas with email, it's all in one big flop, right? It's one big melting pot and you're, you're picking things out and you have to, you have to, what is this about? Okay. Why, you know, and it just, it, once you start working that way, people don't want to go back because email is not, is not very efficient. It's not like it's going to go away. We're still going to have to have it, but it's
1: not very efficient. And chat chat bots can make it even easier. Right, and, and the 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 other thing too, I think that people need to understand about Teams. I know you and I get really excited about this stuff. Is what I truly love about Teams is you have the ability to have a structure with within an interface that a group of people decide on. Right, it's not just your email box. Right. And, and how you organize your folder structure and all that and how Sally does or how Tom does or whoever. Right. I mean, it's a structure that you all decide on and you have your conversations within that structure. Uh, and it's a lot more efficient. It's a lot more efficient because it's much easier for you to find things. It's much easier for you to know where to go find information rather than just going to an arbitrary search bar within email <laughs> And and trying to find it that way because that's what we end up doing with email. Mhm. Mhm. Yep.
0: This is very very true. Well, that's you know, Brian, stuff,
1: I think we've come to that time
0: of the episode again. You know what time it is, right?
1: The one last thing.
0: The one last right thing. Right
1: on cue today.
0: Man. There you go, man. You're looking. You're you're gonna make me so happy. I'm just. I'm. I'm almost crying over here.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
0: you know, uh, uh, the one time a, a while back we talked about the Mandalorian. And season two was getting ready to kick off. And you had seen like, I think you're getting ready to watch in the first episode. Now the season is over. It's been over for a while. And I'm crying. watched them all.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so we wanted to go back and talk a little bit about the Mandalorian and specifically, you know, I'm going to tell you that I think that the most emotionally powerful moment of the entire two first two seasons was when Din is standing in the Imperial base wearing his stormtrooper outfit or his, his his you know trooper outfit, right? With the helmet and everything. And right. he had to, the computer is saying, show me your face so I can authorize you. Show me your face so I can authorize you. And he's sitting here going, I have to take my helmet off. I have to take my helmet off, which I've sworn to never do. Yeah, but and if I don't, then I can't get the information that I need, and I'll lose I'll lose Grogu, right? Yeah. But if I do, then I violate my code as a Mandalorian, and that whole time he's standing there doing that, even though you can't even see Pedro Pascal's face, you can feel. It's amazing how much he can act with a helmet yeah. on, right? And yeah. you can feel. Think about that. that conflict man. That's amazing. It yeah. is. It's, it is absolutely amazing. I, I saw a picture of him actually uh, when he does the voice acting because they don't they don't record him in the suit. They record him in a in, he, he delivers the lines when he's wearing the suit. But then they 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 dub him in right and he goes into a okay. he goes into a, a sound studio and he records everything. And he there's a picture of him and he's actually holding a a a, a, a bundle to simulate Grogu while he's voice acting so that he has the bundle in his arms wow. while he's talking because th- that makes it more real and the like. Sure. So love that. Yeah. And and so that to me, that whole thing, I mean, we were, I was just that whole time just going, oh my gosh, you know, you know, is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? You know, he's got to, but oh my gosh, think of the, 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 just it's a the, the personal cost that it, that it was for him to do that was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, no, th- th- that was a that was a great segment. I I I have to say that the, the goosebump moment for me in that show was when they have those those super you know super troopers the, 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 or whatever the are they troopers. call them. They're called they're called yeah, death the troopers. Death, they're called death troopers, right? Mm-hmm. So and my son knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. He <laughs> he just absorbs the hell out of it but I mean, as you remember, it's like wow, you know, these things are just completely, you know, robotic. You know, they're, they're they they they're overpowerful, You know, they've it, it, just the Mandalorian fighting one of them, and then you see a whole just squadron of them, of them. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, a whole them, yeah. squadron. Yeah, a whole platoon of them, and they're you know they're intelligent. You know, they. Mm-hmm. They're just they're the the ultimate troop, right? The the ultimate you know uh, soldier, and here comes a Jedi, and just <laughs> I mean literally yes. just yes. I mean just he's, he's basically like just making his way through uh-huh.
0: like he's swimming, you know, <laughs> he's
1: just swimming through him with a lightsaber, and oh, I, I just yeah. thought that was so powerful, and whenever he finally came through the door and he took his hood off or whatever. I was like, wow. And I'm well, not going to spoil all it. It, it was it. right. We all wanted to know who it was. And, and, who it and, was and, and I don't and, want to spoil it for people, but it was, it was oh, true.
0: Oh, by, by, by now everybody knows. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so. cause, cause, cause this, this one ranked right up there. And I heard a great interview with Mark Hamill a while back when he was on, um, Oh God, the British talk show guy. I can't think of his name. Graham Norton.
1: Yeah. Um, He was on Graham Norton show. Graham
0: Norton. Oh, God, he's hilarious. I watch his stuff on YouTube all the time. It's so funny. But he was talking to Mark Hamill and Mark Hamill said, you know, they had um, they had told him and they publicly said that Darth Vader's line in Cloud City was, you know, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He he said, you know, he said you killed him. Um, And he said, no, Obi-Wan killed your father. Right. And, and that's what he everybody on the set thought that's what the line was. OK. And yeah. so they said they'd filmed everything that they, they had. They were getting ready to film that that last climactic scene. And um, the the director comes in. I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, um, uh, was it Kazdan? Lawrence Kazdan, I think, um, comes in and he says, OK, Mark, uh, I'm going to show you. And he has a piece of paper and he uh, something. But it, I know it. George knows it. And when we tell you, you're going to know it. So if anybody else finds out about this, we're going to know who leaked it and we're going to come after you. Wow. <laughs> right? And he was like, "Uh," and he holds up the piece of paper and it says, no, I am your father. <laughs> and he's like, and he's looking and says, is this real? And, and he nods and he's like, okay, <laughs> you know? That's and so they go crazy. out and they film it, but, but he says, you know, but he, but he says the other line, right. Because that's that they because David Prouse would, would deliver the lines. Right. Uh, and then James Earl Jones would dub over them. So they would have something to act against. And it was fascinating and cool. But he said he had, he, and he goes, you know, you, 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 he couldn't tell Carrie Fisher. Right. He couldn't tell anybody, but he especially couldn't tell Carrie Fisher. Cause evidently Carrie Fisher would tell everybody. So if you wanted to get anything out, you told Carrie, she told everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But uh but yeah, it was the same kind of thing with this one. they kept it completely secret. Um and it was really pretty darn awesome. I I I am very excited about the next season. I'm yeah. actually I'm actually excited about watching uh the Boba Fett show, and I've never been a Boba Fett fan, but I really yeah. started to like Boba Fett. Um that last this scene season. was
1: cool, man. Yeah. Oh
0: well, you know, I, I tell you what I really liked about Boba Fett was uh, in, in this, in the sequence, when the razor Crest gets blown up and Grogu's been stolen and Din is like, okay, you can go ahead and leave. And he says, no, no, we failed in protecting the child. We are going to stay with you until this is done.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're like, oh, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> so, well,
1: that's their life, right? I mean, that's what they do. So,
0: it's it's really neat stuff. It was it was incredibly well done. Um, it was enjoyable to watch all that stuff. I'm I'm just looking forward to all of this stuff coming down the pipe and and hoping that it's going to be. I'm we're going to have a whole bunch like like eight or nine different shows now and just hoping that the majority of them are in the same league as as The Mandalorian and we shall see.
1: Um, yeah, the it's binge worthy is definitely that show and what was kind of frustrating about it if there if you mm-hmm. say anything frustrating about it at all mm-hmm. is some of the episodes were like 30 minutes and some of them were like 45 yeah 45.
0: yeah and
1: you were like oh it's already over what the hell you know it's like well okay, you're not you know what I'm what I'm looking bed. forward to is
0: I'm looking forward to when the Orville comes back because yeah. I really like the Orville. Um yeah that's that's another one if you can find by the way if you can find Seth MacFarlane on um on Graham Norton he does some incredible stuff on Graham Norton. Uh, Seth MacFarlane does. So to look that up. Oh, and by the way, I, I'll tell you, so, so you said your like, la- the scene that you love was the, the Jedi coming and taking out the death troopers.
1: Yep. I will yep, post it is... in
0: the show notes when, we, when, when, after I get this thing done, um, there is a video that's out there where they took that scene and they overlaid Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. <laughs> and it is so perfect. <laughs> so if you if you if you're a child of the '80s, right, or or you do '80s cover yeah. music like you do, you I know yeah, you know exactly. that song, right? I know that and, song. And, and and here you get that whole, you know that 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 driving syntho tech uh, uh, drum beat and 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 Bonnie Tyler yeah. screaming out, "I'm holding out for a hero till the morning light. He's got to be strong and he's got to be smooth." And you're just it it's so perfect that entire process and the way they they it matches almost perfectly to the shots in the sequence anyway it's almost like they filmed it as a music for that as a music
1: video yeah it's it just has so, it has that rhythm right i mean it's it's like i said really he done. was just swimming he was swimming through him with his lightsaber it was just yep it's absolutely yep. amazing good stuff
0: well, Brian, we have come to the end of yet another episode, episode yeah, 26. Yeah. Now, you know, we are, we are, we are, um, you know, halfway to f- more than halfway to 50 now. So that's pretty cool. It
1: took um, us a while to get our momentum. Yeah, you know, I, think,
0: I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. So once again, everybody, you know, follow us on, on, uh, the, your favorite, um, podcasting service. We're on iTunes and Google and, um, uh, Spotify. And then of course, obviously SoundCloud where we, where we post everything. Uh, you can uh, interact with us on Facebook. You can email us uh, at, at outlook.com. Uh Brian is uh, at get tech sa- get tech savvy with two get, V's because
1: savvy cloud has savvy. two get,
0: get cloud savvy. Sorry, I always I, I was so concentrating on the two V's right I that yeah. that I, I I messed up the uh, the, <laughs> the the cloud. As a, so get cloud savvy and I yeah. am D Brusa. And you also, of course, can follow us on Twitter at Cloud Whisperers, uh, where we where we post this stuff. And and it's Cloud Whisperers on Facebook as well.
1: Yeah. And leave so, us some comments and let us know what you think uh, about what we're doing. And if you have a uh, topic you want us to cover, uh, I think pretty much. Every show at the beginning, we talk about, okay, what are we going to do today? <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, uh, you know, and yep. we, have, we have people that we interview every once in a while as well. So, I mean, if you want to be on the show, uh, leave us a comment as well and just let us know uh, what you think. Yeah, sounds great. All right, everybody. Goodbye.